Hi, everybody. It's Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. Today, I'm discussing how the timing of our meals might impact our health, specifically the cardiovascular system. But before we get started today, if you have been listening for a while and haven't left us a rating, please pause the show right now. Leave us a rating on whichever listening platform you are joining us from, as this is one of the best ways that you can help us grow the show and attract better guests. All right, let's talk about chrononutrition. Chrononutrition has emerged as a new field in nutritional sciences. The aim of chrononutrition is to unravel the relationship between the timing of food intake, circadian rhythms, and health. And one of the implications of this research is understanding, are there like specific times of the day that we should be eating certain foods and maybe avoiding other types of foods? Now, there's new data demonstrating that eating more protein in the morning helps with overall muscle protein synthesis because of certain clock genes, like one of them is called BMOL. So we're starting to find out, and this is stuff that's being published in like tier one journals, like cell press journals, that eating more protein in the morning is critical for protein synthesis, maintaining protein as you age. Intermittent fasting is a hot topic. And until recently, there wasn't a great study that looked at how meal timing, frequency, impacts cardiovascular disease. Now, cardiovascular diseases are the leading cause of mortality and disease burden in the world. Diet is a major risk factor for cardiovascular disease and contributes to almost 8 million cardiovascular disease-related deaths per year. Data from some studies indicate that breakfast consumption is an important habit for cardiometabolic health, while its removal has been associated with obesity, risk of cardiovascular disease, and diabetes. Similarly, eating late at night has been linked in prospective studies to cardiovascular risk factors such as arterial stiffness, obesity, dyslipidemia, metabolic syndrome, only in women though, that's really interesting, and to a higher risk of coronary heart disease that was found in one prospective study. So today we're looking at a new paper that just came out from Nature Communications, and the study is titled Dietary Circadian Rhythms and Cardiovascular Disease Risk in the Prospective Nutronet Sante Cohort. The primary objectives of this study were to explore the associations of the timing of the first and last meal of the day, so like breakfast and dinner, the number of meals consumed each day, and nighttime fasting durations with a risk of cardiovascular disease. Now, they used something called the Nutranet Sante Cohort, which was launched in 2009, and it was aimed to better understand the relationship between nutrition and health. And this is an ongoing web-based cohort study that targets volunteers ages 18 or older. So this study was pretty unique. They used over 103,000 participants with a mean age of 42. So midlife, which I think is very relevant. And they used something called a Cox Proportional Hazards Model to analyze you know, meal timing and its association with heart health. Now, the Cox Proportional Hazard Model used in this study is a statistical technique for exploring the connection between different variables like meal timing and the time it takes for a certain event to happen, like 
heart disease. So imagine you're trying to figure out which of your friends can run the fastest while carrying a backpack. Some backpacks are light, some are heavy. The Cox proportional hazards model in this study is like watching your friends race many times with different backpack weights and then figuring out how much the weight of the backpack affects their running speed. In the study that we're talking about, researchers were looking at how meal timing, like eating a late breakfast, and other things like how long people fast at night affect heart health. They used this model to see how much each factor, just like the backpack, changes the risk of heart problems while also considering that everyone is a bit different. It's like having different friends with different running abilities. This helps the researchers understand which eating habits might make heart problems more or less likely. So the first thing I want to talk about is meal timing, the first meal of the day, and their risk for cardiovascular disease. The researchers found that eating your first meal later in the day after 9 a.m. compared to earlier mealtimes before 8 a.m. was associated with a higher overall risk of cardiovascular disease. Each additional hour and delaying the first meal of the day was associated with a higher risk of cardiovascular disease. This suggests that shifting your first meal earlier might help lower this risk. That's pretty insane. Now let's focus on dinner or eating your last meal a day. What did the researchers find? Well, they found that eating a later meal in the evening, specifically later than 9 p.m. compared to eating earlier than 8 p.m., increased the risk of cerebrovascular diseases. Now, cardiovascular disease is a general term that refers to like various heart and blood vessel disorders like heart disease, hypertension, heart attacks, etc. Cerebrovascular disease, on the other hand, specifically relates to disorders in the blood vessels that supply the brain. So like a stroke or an aneurysm. Essentially, while both relate to the circulatory system, cardiovascular disease is much broader, affecting the entire system, where cerebrovascular disease is focused on the blood vessels and circulation within the brain. So I want to make that distinction for you. So let's go back to this evening or dinner meal here. Super interesting that each additional hour in delaying the timing of the last meal of the day was associated with an 8% increase in cerebrovascular disease. More specifically, compared to a last meal before 8 p.m., a last meal after 9 p.m. was associated with a 28% higher risk of cerebrovascular disease. It gets worse. Compared to participants with earlier meals, participants having later meals had a higher consumption of alcohol, more episodes of binge drinking, and reported later bedtimes and were more likely to have a higher variability in their meal time across the week, which they called eating jet lag. Now, I've heard of social jet lag, which is like variation in sleep timing. I've never heard of eating jet lag, so that was something I learned. This finding points to the benefit of having an earlier dinner. Basically, what we're starting to see here is there's a relationship between eating earlier in the day and stopping your last meal earlier in the day. So eating earlier, ending your last meal earlier in the day. Interestingly enough, they found that the frequency of eating doesn't significantly impact cardiovascular disease risk. That's great. So you could eat five times a day or you could eat three times a day 
The biggest thing they're finding is meal timing. Now let's talk about nighttime fasting. They found an inverse association between nighttime fasting duration and cerebrovascular disease with each additional hour of nighttime fasting was associated with a 7% lower risk of cerebrovascular disease, but not with overall cardiovascular disease. Okay, so the longer you fasted at night, the lower your risk of cerebrovascular disease. So in terms of meal planning, here's kind of what I'm thinking and taking away from this literature and other papers that are starting to come out. Number one, it's important to eat breakfast, eat it earlier, and have a protein-rich breakfast to improve overall muscle protein synthesis. One of the things that we want to hang on to as we age is muscle. And to do that, you need to resistance train and you need to continue to eat protein. You want to avoid late night meals. I know for me, uh, and I'm going to do some more research into this, but for me, the later I eat at night, the poorer I sleep, the lower my HRV is, and the higher my resting heart rate is. Why? Because my body is having to digest food. And instead of it being relaxed and not having to deal with a stressor, which food is a stressor on the system, it's having to work. And when I sleep, I don't want my body working at all. I want it chilling. So you want to avoid eating later in the evening. So the three biggest take-homes for me, eat earlier, eat protein, avoid late evening meals, and give yourself a bigger break between dinner and breakfast. Now, I'm not advocating intermittent fasting for everybody. You can only eat in a six-hour window. If that's what you choose to do, that's fine. It's not a silver bullet. The research shows that the primary benefit of intermittent fasting when it comes to weight loss is that you're just eating less food, but there could be some impacts on blood sugar regulation. Sensitivity to insulin and to elevated glucose concentrations are the greatest in the early morning and decline over the day, which basically shows that our metabolism is prepared to anticipate and digest energy sources at specific times of the day. And food is a well-known synchronizer of our peripheral clocks in the circadian system, which controls blood pressure rhythms and eating late at night can disrupt this system and potentially lead to metabolic disturbances. And so pay attention to when you're eating. If you want to fast a little bit longer, go for it. If you found this podcast to be useful, do me a favor, take a picture of the cover art and text it to a friend or share it on social media so that we can help other folks. Thanks again for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode.